thank you very much to all the people who've downloaded the Forever Blue podcasts one and two. And thank you very much for the feedback as well. And I can assure you that there are uh, things in process to get us available on iTunes. So you can subscribe. It's all the RSS feeds. It's still in the works. But but you found us. You found us on SoundCloud or wherever you found us. I'm Ian Cheeseman. This is the Forever Blue podcast, which is dedicated uh, to Manchester City chat, basically. Uh, and I have, as always, uh, although it may vary from week to week, but I have three people with me today who are City fans to talk about all things blue. Uh, so let's uh, let's find out who they are. Adam, tell us your so, story. I'm Adam. I've been a City fan since I was born, really. I got forced into it by my dad. Obviously, I wouldn't have chose to be a City fan when I was uh, when I was young. I think when I was born. 1998, so we weren't so good then, were we? Um, but yeah, I've been following them ever since. Been a, a seen to go for a couple of years now and looking forward to this season. Hiya, I'm uh, Paul, owner of uh, Prestige Car Repairs. Um, season ticket holder for, since I can remember, first game, 77-78, Mike Dell's testimonial. Oh, wow, is that the first one? Yeah, May the 9th. Oh. Uh, he remembers the day. Tommy Doyle was playing yeah. in the Youth Cup was last indeed. week. Oh. His grandson. Yeah, unbelievable. Wow. Along with Amazing. Glenn Pardo's grandson Never forget, as well. birthday's May the 12th, May the 9th that game was. 77-78 Brilliant And you are? I'm Harlan uh, The Milkman Cheesy's right hand man um, <laughs> And like I said last week And the week before My first game was Against Norwich Willow Flood Screamer from Edget Box Wish it didn't take a deflection So Willow could have had the goal uh, But yeah we drew one all With Norwich Damien Francis With their equaliser right. 2004 1st of November Great, okay, well, uh, one thing, first of all, I have two thank yous to make. One, the Holiday Inn at Central Park is where we record uh, the podcast, so uh, thank you very much for them. Not in a bedroom. Uh, no, we're not in a bedroom, we're in a <laughs> lovely suite. Uh, so thank you very much to them to, for helping us out, for giving us a venue, which we really appreciate. And also D&W Cars, who are um, a car dealership, of course. Uh, they're based in Castleton near Rochdale, Manchester Road. Um, and I've been down there and I've seen these guys and they are they are real and one of them particularly uh, because one of them isn't but one of them is a big city fan and uh, wanted to get involved in the podcast so thank you very much for your support and I'll no doubt be working with them in other things in the future as well uh, and so to kick us off this week last week I had some we talked about you you were on it Paul last week yeah, weren't yeah. you yeah, and we yeah. talked about the, the pumps in the, in the stadium and the beer. yeah and somebody said why are you talking about trivial things like that but you know what it got a lot of reaction and a lot of people actually care about that sort of stuff so there's all sorts of ways we could go but you know what I'm going to do it the other way around this week we talked about all the other stuff and then the football so let's talk about the football and then all the other stuff um, and, and by the way, later on, I've got a, a really lovely announcement, which shows you the power of the podcast. But that's something to look forward to a little bit later on. But first of all, let's talk about the football. Um, City, of course, uh, Huddersfield, 3-0 uh, victory, keeping on the tails of Liverpool. And the previous midweek, which we haven't talked about since it happened, was the 9-0 against Burton Albion. Um, some people have, have given City stick for the... the magnitude of, of that victory um, but um, all the irony <laughs> yeah um, and you know there have been other games I mean obviously City have beaten uh, uh, Wolves and they've been um, great as well in the FA Cup against Rotherham so there's been a lot of games that have happened where, where are we where are City come on we haven't heard from you Adam we're in a, we're in a, we're in a really like, pivotal point of the season for me we're, we're now coming to a part where the Champions League is going to kick back in Got the obviously the League Cup final, barred any second leg upset. Uh, League Cup final coming up. 
The FA Cup at the weekend as well against Burnley. We're fighting on all four fronts. It's going to be the last chance, last time um, for last time for the rest of the season. We'll play on all four fronts in the next few weeks. So we need to make sure that we've got everyone fit. We have now got everyone fit. Mendy's back in training. Um, apart from Bravo, obviously, we've now got a full squad. And that's what we've needed. We've needed players back. So I think we are at a, a really strong point in the season for us where we've got players around. And it's right at the, at the most important time because we do need to make sure that we're, we're finishing games off early um, and we're making sure we get the rest we need because we're playing a lot of football compared to Liverpool, who aren't going to be playing a lot of football. So it's, it's a pivotal point in the season for me. As we if we sit here now, uh, yesterday was the Huddersfield game. What did you make of that? Um, disappointed first half, to be honest. Um, I think I think Huddersfield came out and showed a lot of character. Um, Stonewall penalty. Don't care what anybody says. Um, I think there's only diehard Liverpool fans that say any <laughs> yeah. different. Um, Do you go along with the conspiracy theories on that? Because um, there's been a lot of debate on social media about there being an agenda against City. You know what? I'd I'd love to think there wasn't. But you, look, you, but you I, think there is? I don't think there is. I don't. I think I, it's I, too much. I, I can't far. see the being, but you just look at the way the way everything's set up. It's the old good cop, bad cop thing going on again. You know, like the, the good cowboy wears the white hat and, you know, you've got Mo Salah in one corner who's like, can't do out wrong. And then you've got, you've got Raheem Sterling in the other who's a diver and gets no penalties because of his previous history. Well, do these man, uh, referees not watch previous matches to see... What's to do with the fans? Exactly. They? So they must watch him and think, God, he's gone down again like that. I'll have to watch for this next time. They must do. So how, so how did he get it wrong still? Because it's so dramatic. I think it should be a red card. You ban him for three games with a red card. I think he should and have it's a retrospective. Extra, it's an extra game just on top of it for actually diving, for actually cheating. There should cheating. be retrospective reds for diving. And will players carry on doing it then, no, Paul, they if, if, they got, if they got a four-match ban every time stop. they did it? Salah dives twice in a season, that's eight games he misses. Or even, you know... At a pivotal time in the season, like you're saying, no, yeah, that'd yeah. cost Liverpool daily, wouldn't it? You know, yeah, I'd hate to think I was so um, a professional footballer and could sit down with my grandkids the next day and say, come on, watch this, come on, watch this, come watch your granddad or your dad playing football here, and then watch, yeah. show them that. I'd be embarrassed. Couldn't do it. Perhaps they can. That's the agenda. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced by it. I don't, I think it's just too far. I, I agree that sometimes decisions go out, don't go our way, and you, you've well, got sometimes lots of you do about. Sometimes well. you do. Yeah. You know, Sterling did get a penalty the week before, so if you're talking about rating Sterling and penalties, then actually just look to last week and we actually got a penalty, um, even though it was a pen. But I just think the agenda thing's too far. I don't I didn't like the comment was it skewed well at the start of the season about yeah. you know, it'd be nice for someone to ride City close to and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah think it don't say it because that just breeds this type of chat about about the agenda. Yeah. So just stay quiet really. I don't um it annoyed me. I don't think there's an agenda Ian. I think what it is is I think like you just said both of you then I think that what it is is like even though we were so successful last year, I think that people sometimes don't want that wave of success to continue. So I think for example, I don't think there's an actual agenda, but I think that Although everybody, when we played Liverpool, wanted us to win that specific game and were behind us and, and, and nobody wants to see Liverpool win the league, I still think that when that game was over, everybody still wants to see us fail to an extent or wants to see it all unravel from last season. So I don't think it's an agenda. I just think that there may be people within the Premier League, within the FA, 
that maybe want to to put things in our way and put obstacles in our way or shall I say condone things like this to see how we respond to it and to see whether we are actually as good as we say we are and see whether we can overcome the stuff that's being chucked in front of us. Stuff like this where, you know, do City recover? Can City recover? Can City carry on? And will we will we will we flop and will we fail because we think, oh well, we're not gonna get anywhere with this and we're not gonna get anywhere with that. Will that affect us mentally? Will the mentality be affected and will the players be affected? And for example, will Sterling then refrain from from going into the box and doing certain things because he believes he might not get anything for it in the first place? So do you so do you think that they're actually like telling referees or telling people to I don't think that, no, I don't I don't think that one yeah. bit. I think referees have got their own minds and like you said, Paul, the referees must be watching football matches. Are they just turning a blind eye to it and, and kind of I'm not saying that they're being told to do that by superiors, but are they doing that on the spot? Are they just thinking how would that you know and I mean, you know how, how quick a thought process is it's it's milliseconds it's seconds what will this do if city you know if if I, if I send him off here how will that impact the season right 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 leave it leave it Let, let's just scrub it let's just scrub it it's like the old yellow card debate that I always say if if a player leathers le- le- something in the pitch and you book him why can't you book him five seconds later if he does it again. Because the referee is automatically thinking, will I look like an absolute idiot if I book him again straight away? You're it's talking another Howard, yellow, it's another yellow. You're actually talking Howard Webb World Cup final in a way, aren't you? Because yeah. remember when, um, I think it was Nigel De Jong actually, who went into the chest <laughs> of one of the opposition yeah, players. And the defence that Howard Webb gave after that game was, um, I realised that if I sent him off, it would spoil the game. And I'm thinking, eh? Eh? Yeah, you can't really you can't else. use yeah. that as a justification well, only... <clears throat> for not making the correct decision. You can't think about the bigger picture. You've got to think about the decision in isolation. Yeah, it's the same. When I'm referee, you know, it's a decision in isolation. It's, the, you know, what, the way the, the way you always so me. If that was a if that was a tackle outside the box, would you give a free kick? If the answer is yes, then it's a penalty. Isn't but it? but yeah. while we're on the subject of whether or not it's a conspiracy, right? Which I've introduced in the same game. Um, I think people will probably accept me very reluctantly that Leroy Sane may have had his toe offside when he crossed for Sterling to head home. <coughs> if there was a conspiracy, that goal would have been ruled out, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's no yeah. conspiracy. No I mean, conspiracy. I mean, that's a different yeah. debate again yeah. <laughs> because when you start to talk about VAR, and I watched a game on TV the other night, which wasn't a City game, they were arguing about whether the shoulder of the of the defender was yeah, level yeah. with the the foot of the striker and all. And I'm thinking, that is that striker? Oh, yeah, sure it is. You can't have a toe offside. It's got to be properly offside, hasn't it? What we always lose track on here with offside is is what offsides put in the game for. And it's to stop goal hanging. Yeah, that's, in that's, it's both basic. That's what, yeah, that is what they invented offside for to stop goal hanging. Now it's been it's that important in the game. The game's yeah. built round it. It's, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, and that inch doesn't really come, matter. That inch doesn't matter. Oh, really no, no, matter. I, I, that's my message. She might say different. <laughs> 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 but, you know, it, it, to me, it's just offsides play too much. And if, yeah, obviously, you know. You shouldn't play the offside trap. It's ridiculous. I can't say you seriously now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving, mate. If you want to hear any more of that, please go to Prestige <laughs> yeah. Car Repairs with a bacon butty and a brew. We'll talk to you about that stuff <laughs> all day. Bit of a blue foot dance. Um, but yeah, I, I just do. I just I, offside to me. It, it winds me up when you see these tiny, tiny bits. Oh, it was definitely offside. 
In in the context of offside, no, it wasn't. He, was he goal hanging? No, he wasn't. He's not offside, then, in my opinion. Here's another uh, part of the debate about the Huddersfield game, which Adam and I were talking a little bit about before we came in here to do the podcast, which was me asking this question, so I'll ask it to all three of you. Um, City's performance, particularly in the first half at Huddersfield, um, and... Uh, you know the biggest critic of City in my family is my wife, who said it rubbish in the first half, absolute rubbish. Um, is it because City are following on from Liverpool and keep following seven points behind? Is is there, or am I completely up the wrong direction here? Does City lose a little bit of heart because they're always having to just catch up the number of points? I think it's the opposite. I think it's we know how good we are from last season, and we know how good we are from, from training and other games this season. That we turn up sometimes. And we, we think we're going to win games before it's even started. I, I, I actually think that because Pep put so much belief in those players that they are great and they've shown that they are great. That when they turn up to places like Huddersfield, you think it's going to be easy, you think they're going to be able to go through the motions. And us as fans do it as well. Yeah, we turn up to home games, absolutely. we turn up to away games <clears> like that. Crystal Palace at home, and you think, you know, we're going to, we're going to get a victory today. How many, we all, we, you know, we all say it on the way to the game, how many is it going to be today, lads? And you can't think like that going into games because. You've got to go out strong, and we've got, particularly now at this stage of the season, you've got to finish games early. You've should got to he, should Pep have left the two silvers out then, given that the midweek at Burton. For me, for me it, no. It'll because be you've a second string. Game, yeah. You've got an FA Cup game, which isn't priority, isn't, you know, which is priority over the Premier League, and you've got Burton with 9 0 up. So I've played at least one of them. And he's not going to play him against Burton so anyway. Perhaps, think, perhaps the team lineup would have, would have affected it as well. But just the fact going to Huddersfield. We think we know how good we are. We are capable of. We can batter anyone in highest intensity. We can batter anyone, and our players know that. And they think maybe because we've got so many fixtures coming up and we've got such a big running, players feel like they have to save themselves a game little bit. Game management. Game, yeah, game management. You know, not so it's the players' heads. The yeah, it's the players' heads for me. Um, and you could tell that as soon as you went in at our time and Pep showed them that perhaps they're not as great as they think they are um, yeah. currently on the pitch that they need to come <clears> out and sort it out they did and they turned it on for that 15 minutes or whatever it was scored two goals yeah, and went yeah, back yeah. into the motions again think and about it the, the players are in control of what goes on within them white lines Pep can do so much it's like, it's like when he talks about his, his, how his team's kind of built you know I'll get you to the, to the final third and then whatever you do in that final third is, 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 is up to you yeah. It's the same. It's the same thing from the sidelines. He can get you to the pitch, but it's what you do on the pitch that matters. And them players, I don't know. Obviously, they, they, when he's not in that changing room, the players will obviously discuss certain things between them all because they're a unit, they're a team. I'm sure they do it in WhatsApp groups and whatever. Uh, they'll probably be discussing, you know, gaffers told us to do this, that, and the other. I, I feel a bit. I feel a bit this today. I feel a bit that today. Will you cover me here? And, and you, you know that you do that on a Sunday. You do that on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah mate. I'm feeling a bit sluggish. Me this morning. I had a few too many last they won't, night. They won't will you do that at City. No, 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 no. But what I mean is more, more a case <laughs> of out of the town. No, 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 no. Not, not, not specifically that kind of thing. But just kind of, I'm feeling a bit. You know, I'm feeling fresh, but I feel, you know, a tiny bit leggy. You know, I, I'm just going to kind of manage this game the best way I can. Let's just try and get us. You know, let's just try and get one or two up, or get one up, and then kind of ease off a bit. The players are in control of that. Now, he's going to be annoyed about that because he's not told them to do that. But at the end of the day, he can't physically go on the pitch and up that tempo. There's not a button that he can just turn up and up the tempo or, or a dial. The players are in control of upping that tempo themselves. And if they don't want to, then what can he really do about it? Game management is vital at this stage of the season. We need to be able to game manage, but we game manage when we're 3-0 up. <clears> we, don't get, we don't try and you know, slow it down. And it could have gone the wrong yeah, way yesterday. Just how it did it? against Crystal Palace, how it did at Leicester in the league, how it nearly did at Leicester in the Cup. 
It's just, it, and of course, Andros well. Townsend scored that screamer for Crystal Palace, and people bring that up and go, well, what can you do? It was a worldie. I can't deny that at 1 0 at Huddersfield, even though Huddersfield are bottom of the league, even That's though we going, know that yeah. they're almost going to go down, and they hardly ever score a goal. Yeah. What have they scored? 13 all season at some stage. Five still, from yeah. open play, yeah. But I'm still thinking, I can't deny, at 1 0, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking, yeah. if one of these hits a worldie like and, and this goes yeah. in, everybody's going to yeah, say, well, what can you do about that? Yeah, what did, you can do about it is be two or three and up at That's that point when the world, then it doesn't matter. The world, it doesn't happen then. Because the players' heads are that down, you know, Burton. Set, what five minutes to go before half time, one nil. <clears throat> but the other side four of this minutes argument, later, it's four nil. The other side of this argument, uh, which I have with with people, is that our expectations have gone through the roof now. So they've just gone and, and managed the game, got it absolutely right. Uh, obviously, Fernandinho went off because he got a yellow card. Pep said to protect him. So you're sort of managing the game in lots of different ways. But they did the job. They won three nil. Where's the, com- a, where's the complaint? 3-0 and a clean sheet. So, so, so yeah. I've, I'm talking to people on, on my vlog afterwards and they go, ah, I'm a bit disappointed in that today. I get home, my wife says that was terrible. I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. They won 3-0 here. And kept a clean sheet like Paul said. It so yeah. could have easily have gone. Well, against a better team, it could have gone the other way. But I understand But it that, wasn't I, against I, the better I, team. I know, I understand that we would have played better against the better team. But for me, looking towards the next few games, you've got to think about getting games finished early, like I was saying before. You can't be, you know, you can't wait until the second half to pull it out of the bag. We should be having the game against Huddersfield, away from home, we should have the game done in 30 yeah. minutes. We should be 3 0 up at 30 minutes and shutting up shop. And taking, taking There's been a lot of times this game. season, haven't there, where we've, I mean, I, I've stood on the terraces watching it and it's 1 0 at half time. And you, I've gone and just thought, I'll be all right. Yeah. People go in there, get them together, and they'll come out. And, and they have done. It's that confidence. They've come though, out in the second it? half. It's that confidence, like that. Whatever we've seen, if, if you, like we said last week, and some people care about the football more, some people care about the experience, this, that, and the other. But it's like the people that really care about the football and analyze the football, like me, you, everybody, you know, everybody else in the ground that cares about that. We all know that Pep's on our side, and he's probably seen the same as us. So you can put your trust in him to go in and say what you can't say from the stands. And you trust that he will say what you're thinking to them, true, obviously yeah. in a more technical way and in a more in a more roundabout way and in a more football philosophical way. But he'll say what you're thinking, even if you're thinking it in layman's terms. You know they're going to come back out like yesterday. I was watching it with Jess at home, and I said, "Don't worry about it, babe. They will come out and they will start firing." Because we've seen it over the over the well, we saw it last season and we've seen it so far this season. Anyway, the fact that we've got that confidence, whereas years ago we'd think. We've not got the job done in 45. No, I mean, what's going to come in the second half? You can almost anticipate that if we've been a bit sluggish first half, we'll always give that everything in the second half. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the expectation thing, I think there's there's still a lot of people who are, you know, obviously been been around in in the times where we've we've not been so great. You guys have. Personally, I can't remember those days, but... Same, we're old. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we're old. All the old is over here. (laughs) Yeah. it, they, there's like a lot of people still say, you know, we didn't win today, but, you know, 20 years ago we were doing this. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. It's a long time ago. Yep, I understand that 20 years ago we'd be happy with this performance, we'd be happy with where we are, but we are now where we are. We've spent a lot of money, we've got a great owner, we've got the facilities, we've got the coaches, we've got everything in our way to help, uh, going our way to help us become the best football club in the world. So, therefore, the expectations need to be high and we need to expect a lot as fans. Because if we don't expect a lot as fans, it'll drop. 
But players are still human as well, aren't they, at the same time? And yeah, yeah. You can't well, re- expect them to be robots, can we, on the pitch? <clears throat> the reason I brought that subject up was not because I, me and Paul saw the dark days. Mm. Uh, it wasn't for that reason. It wasn't like, because eh, some people will go, oh, you older people, you're going about York City away and all that. <laughs> it wasn't to bring it up for that reason. Even accepting where City are and what their aspirations are now, there is only going to be one team that wins the Premier League this year. Mm-hmm. One team. One team will win the Champions League. One team will win the FA Cup. There are so that means everybody else, assuming somebody doesn't win all three, is a failure. So if City finish second this year in the league, which is a possibility, and I know every, yeah. well, I, I know it's, about it, you, you're grimacing there saying it, it, but it could happen. Obviously, yeah. City could reach the semis of the final in the Champions League. They could lose in the final of the League Cup. So they could end up with nothing. That is a possibility. Let's look at this realistically. Now, that isn't me now bringing the subject up to hark back to the old days. That is the new modern city. So let's accept where we are. We've got the best coach, most people say, you know, in the world at the moment. And we have some undoubtedly of the best players. And I'm watching the best football I've ever seen. At the end of this season, if City fail, me personally, I may well go, great season though. But is the expectation level so high now that finishing second isn't good enough? Yeah, definitely. The expectations should be that high. How do you feel? How do you feel at your age? So so we, if we don't win it, anything. If you don't win it, it's disappointing. If you don't win it, you should, you know, you should, you should aim for the highest thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm going to go and cry about it if we don't win it. But I'm saying, if we don't win it, then my heart break, man. Like if the scousers do, I'd rather. Yeah, that's not even more. I'm coming off Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, twi- I'm going to leave the country. Social media won't exist in life. I'm going on a Twitter boycott, yeah, yeah. closing it's, the yeah. garage and everything. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to sit in the car outside on the drive and just dead eat right. bacon butties all day. But in, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, out and Adam, again, you are Adam and Harlan as two, two younger fans. You've been brought up with it, but me and Paul know the self-deprecating humour of City fans, right? So we beat Wolves for 3-0. Lots of talk afterwards about empty seats obviously we talked about that quite a bit on the podcast last week so I'm not going to talk about it in any depth tonight but then you, you City got well even in the, in the latter stages of that game but it happened again at Huddersfield the City fans are thinking 3-0 to, singing yeah. 3-0 to the empty seats yeah. And I'm thinking, this is just brilliant. I love it. This is this this fills my mind. That's unique to City, isn't it? And 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 what other fans stand there on the terraces and go, you know, um, we 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 never win at home, we never win away, you know, and stuff like that. We're just a Man United. Yeah, yeah. Because all the fans, yeah, So there's a juxtaposition between this high expectation and yet still being able to laugh at yourself, isn't it? I think we've got to maintain that humility, you know, because we can have high expectations. We need high expectations, but equally, we've got to still have humility and be able to laugh at ourselves because we've hated United for so many years for not having that humility, being so successful. Mm. And, you know, I don't hate them because because they were successful. I hate them because the way they reacted yeah. with, to that success and the way they looked down upon us and the way they laughed at us when we when we were rubbish. I didn't have the, have the worst of that. You guys obviously did, but... Still having therapy now. Yeah, see, that's it, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. We need to make sure that when we do win trophies and we, and we, we achieve those expectations, then we don't, we don't go gloating about it a bit too I, much. I think we've got... I, I, as, a, as a realistic City fan, I, I think we've just got to embrace what we're having. Yeah. Um, I, I found this season, more than any, is that when we do get beat, which isn't very rare, let's have it correct, I'm upset because we've got beat. But I get over it quicker. 
because even if we get beat, I've still just watched some great football. So I'm kind of thinking, yeah, we got beat. And I've always said this, I don't mind getting beat as long as we're putting 100%. So, you, you, you know, somebody's got to win. He's winners and losing everything. Pitch, yeah, exactly. And if, if I think City's putting a decent performance and, you know, we've been beaten by a worldie, well, all right, you can analyse it and say, yeah, well, we should have done this, should have done that. But at the end of the day, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. So I'll try to be more philosophical. Whether it's because I'm getting older or not, I don't know. I'd love City to win every single game. But if we get to Wembley and we get beat at Wembley, I'll be disappointed. But I've had a great day out. I yeah, will have a great day out. Got the Champions League final, or so far, you know, the road trips we've been on here, and, you know, we've, we've been on trips together and stuff. It's great. I've enjoyed myself. I've been entertained, even though, because it's entertainment. That's because I'm on the trip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we get to listen to each I feel like I'm there with you, mate. That's great. Well, that's 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 the great. that's why I always say this to me, and that's 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 why I love the vlog so much, and I think that's why the fans love it because even though I didn't go to Shakhtar with you all, I felt like I was you felt in. Like you're with it. I felt like I was in the Ukraine yeah. because of the way that the vlog was done. That's credit to Ian and credit to the people that go on it as well. Yeah. But going back to the thing, Ian, just before we move on, the, the with regards to the expectation, you did mention a few weeks. I think it was two weeks ago that we mentioned this that the fan base is going to grow because now we're global, now we're a brand and we're not just a football club anymore. So the way I see things sometimes is that as that fan base grows, that expectation percentage will also rise because then what will end up happening is as people pass on to, to another life, the older fans and people my <clears> age get older and you know the bigger and bigger this, well, the bigger and bigger our club gets, the more global fans are going to come along. That percentage of, of fan base will be half that weren't City fans before the shake balls and half that were before, well, well, half that are after. So that percentage level then, that expectation percentage level will probably be some of the fans that already supported City and then the 50 that didn't. So it could end up being an imbalance and that's where the expectation level will rise. Well, let me introduce this as a subject as well because yesterday at Huddersfield um, I interviewed a lady who was 85, she's oh, eight, that, yeah. 86 this week and if you saw that <clears> then um, Maureen I think she was called, the, the, the interview I did was a lot longer than the bit that you've seen so far and I'll put a, I'm going to put a longer version uh, when I post it on YouTube and in the bit that she talks about, a bit of a spoiler here, <laughs> but um, she... she sort of has a little bit of a, not, not a bad downer, you know, but a bit of a downer on modern football and the fact that it's lost its contact with families and, and family ethics, so to speak. And she's obviously very proud of the fact that Huddersfield Town still look after uh, people on a personal basis. Now, I, I listened to what she said, and I agree with her, and she's lovely, and you must listen to yeah, the was, sort yeah. of full version of it. But I also think this is a dif difficult juxtaposition as well, isn't it? Because on the one hand, the bigger the club goes, the harder it is to retain that family connection and that real connection. Because she used examples of the fact that you know, we all know that Premier League clubs, when it comes around to Christmas, all go out to the local hospital and generally film it and invite all the press and yeah. get some nice PR out of it. And what she's saying, the difference between Huddersfield and City is, for example, is that Huddersfield go out to schools, take meals out, the players, you know, even when the spotlight isn't on them and when it isn't Christmas and it isn't just once a year. But I'm listening to all that and thinking that is fantastic, but Huddersfield are not Manchester City. Yeah. Manchester City used to be like that and the reason they don't do that now is that if you had Sergio Aguero going out to a school every week 
when does he play football? Exactly. But, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the other side of that one, of course, is that, well, the other field players do it. Yeah. So, when do you stand on that? I mean, we must, what we do you want from we, your club? We mustn't forget what City and the community do. That City and the community, yeah, are, brilliant. Are, 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 really, really good, yeah. and, and they do a lot. But I agree that you know, the bigger we get, the more people we have to start. Care, the more people we have to start caring about. So then, the the amount of care we can give to each individual person decreases. So we're trying to yeah. broaden out towards you know wherever the far corners of the earth. So we're having to you know reach everywhere, and it's impossible to look after. Every single person. That's where the player in, in quarters or in 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 in, un, in hundreds yeah, to, to spread across the world because you can't you can't do that. It? So it's, it's just getting harder to look after people on, on that small uh, minute level that you're talking about because we've got so many so many fans now across the world that it's hard to look after. But I agree, we probably do need to do more locally and for the people who can attend games. I think we've talked about this before, maybe uh, with the American tour. That you know, you, you, you over here try to meet Aguero, David Silva, and stuff. You know, quite rightly, they're busy, they're at training, blah blah blah. You get the odd autograph, that's great. You go to America on the pre season tour or wherever it is, you, you have this big meet and greet. So, they, they, they've, seen, they've seen more of the players they've been watching for the last three seasons yeah, than I've seen lives, yeah. in, in the last 40, 40 seasons, you know. So, to me, that that Right, but I get it. You but know, you, you Paul, with respect, uh, are an older fan. Yeah. So therefore, you remember the days mm. when the fact the players, the, uh, which are now the old players, the Peter Barneses, the Tommy yeah, yeah. Boos, and all that, who did that the second nature. And stuff, yeah, and, and they did yeah. it. For, and they did yeah, it for yeah. you. You yeah. two, as the two younger fans, have never had that. No. You've never it's had the pantomimes. You've never mm. had so so so. Do you just because you're younger just think ah well no that that wouldn't happen or so do you hanker do you hanker after do you hear that 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 lady that eighty five year old and think I wish our club was like that oh yeah I I wish I was sporting I wish I was going to games forty odd years ago I know I know even yeah that you know even twenty years ago we weren't that good you know you the camaraderie and the the closeness yeah. between the fans and and the way yeah, it was the way everyone was you know everyone could stand you know you could take a beer onto the terrace all that type of stuff and the way it was back then. You see videos of it and like you do anchor for it. Like You just wish you yeah. could have experienced it. Especially to yeah, fans granddad you like, talk about it yeah. and you just want to have been part of it. Well, Especially granddad to fans Paul. who like singing and you, know, <laughs> you like the atmosphere. I had an experience years ago at Main Road. Um, we used to go early. My grand lived on Thornton Road, which backed onto the Kipax car park. So um, I always like to get in early, sit down and everything. I remember uh, Bernard Alford came. We we used to they had the car park where the, the players came out while driving the Saabs, I think they were, and then it was a player's entrance. So literally, that was Graham Baker era, Saab. It, I can see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they'd, they'd, they'd get out of the cars and he'd walk from the car park past all the fans and into the players' entrance. So you could get an autograph, you could get what you wanted. Bernard Alford came out and said to me, Dad, can I, can, is this your son? Said, yeah, can I borrow him? So it was like, my dad's like, yeah, what for? So we said something to him. Anyway, for that season, I used to just go in with a pair of footballs and get these footballs autographed. There was two of us, me and this other lad, and we'd just go around the home changing room and the away changing room, get them all signed by the players, met them all, they knew my name, they knew, they knew everything. Now, can you see that happening now? 
Yeah, no chance. You might, you might, get lucky, might you? Like to see a player out and about in Manchester, you might oh, yeah, be in Brazil and have a meal with your, with your missus yeah. or your wife, and you yeah, might yeah. get to. Yeah, oh, yeah Gabriel, do you, do you mind just signing this, did, this for me here, or you might see some club. I'd have to sign disclosure forms. Yeah, not you know. That's just the way. Well, I mean, you've got to ask him for an You got Wesley Snipes and Will Smith stood next to him, like bodyguarding him, and you. It just it's a bit intimidating and you yeah, just think yeah. all I'm trying to do is just, I'm not going to hit him or I'm not going <laughs> to like, but you understand like I said to you Ian about shaking Serge's hand and shaking Sean's hand at the radio um, you, I can do that now with Sean but I know that in 20 years time I'm not going to be able to do that with Serge because the way football is going he'll still have close protection he'll still have security and he'll still have that really really private life I mean I remember the film I've watched Damn United uh, but Brian Clough Mm. Don Revy used that. to make the Leeds players in cup games walk to the to what, the stadium. He'd park down the road in the bus, yeah. and he'd, he'd have like he'd have like uh, all his players like uh, Johnny Giles and and Billy Bremner. Is this, is this walk like Man United the, did the other this season? Was it when yeah they, when, when they were, they were late? <laughs> yeah, well that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's just because yeah, they, that's just because they just just poor at planning anything that club, aren't they? But yeah, used to have a walk up, and then you'd have all the all the Derby fans, all the little kids would be. Because they were like the stars of that era. They'd oh yeah, Billy, will you sign this for me? This that and the other. And like you say, I, I look at that like that. Oh, that's a film, but I know what was going on, and I just mm. I, I, I just wish that because you could have other team players just, just to, keep, to, to keep the dream alive. Because I wouldn't want to crush <laughs> anybody's dreams. You know, when I was a kid, my hero was Colin Bell. And uh, if somebody had said to me when I was twelve years old and watching him play charity cricket match at Presswich A's. Right, yeah. um, and I'm there with a little tiny scrap of paper getting him to sign this. One day, it was a Ian, wax tablet, really. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it was one of them uh, qui- quills and everything. But I, as I'm as I'm shaking as he's he's actually writing this, I'm thinking if somebody had said to me, uh, you know, in another thirty years, Ian, uh, you'll be writing all Colin Bell's autobiography. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have got no yeah, chance. Right, yeah. So don't rule it out, Harlan, that you're going to no. one day be true that. Sergio's best mate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was the same with Ian when I first no, met him. I, 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 I did. Anyway. I'm you, looking you, at his phone number in my phone <laughs> thinking, I'm actually texting Ian Cheese and telling him I'm going to be at the the holiday in in 20 minutes. If I would have thought I was going to be in the Champions League sort of like quarter final stage, in a hotel room and Ian Cheeseman walk in in his boxer shorts and he's sitting <laughs> in the bed get me up with a bacon butter I'd, I'd be dreaming of you dreaming of and I never thought I'd be going to prestige car repairs get my car done so anyway is that, is that prestige car repairs in Chatterton <laughs> absolutely now while we're on this subject of, uh, of, of plugging things uh, last week we I mentioned that I had received this watch I don't know if you remember I do remember it yeah. uh, and, Very it, and, nice and, and, and I looked it up up and I thought, mm, looks a beautiful watch, really, really impressed with it. And like you do, you sort of think, wonder how much this cost. You know, I, I've managed, you know, and I look, 200 quid for this watch. Can't believe it. Love it. Absolutely love it. But unbeknownst to me, listening to last week's podcast, seeing us tweet out about this, was the owner that the man behind the watch company who's listening to it. And uh, and he's he's reached out and contacted me, and that man is Mike, who's with us, who's joined us, and he's been listening right, to the podcast. Yeah. So right, just right. coming a little bit nearer to the mic so we can hear you, Mike. <laughs> Mike, Hello, Mike to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I was impressed by the watch, but I must admit, it, I, I thought to myself, and I think I said it last week, I think you heard it. Um, 
would I have paid 200 quid for it? And I thought, I don't think I could afford it. That's a lot of money for a watch. And you've, you've listened to that and you've got a reaction to that, which is very good of you to put your head above the parapet, yeah. stand up and talk to City fans, which you're going to do directly. Bloody hell, Mike, that's a lot for a watch, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what uh, really triggered me off. But I, I'm Mike Cohen. I'm a founder and designer of Bellagio Europe. And, you know, I, as a, a designer, I'm the number one uh, football watch designer in the world. But I'm also a big City fan. So, yeah. you know, so, like obviously, so yeah. obviously, you know, when it was getting, you know, when City got to sort of, I think, you know, it was up to 100, it was up to about 29 games, or up to like just less than 100. I was like, this is going to be like a centenary, you know, that we're going to be calling it the Centurions. I already had it in my head, you know. But then it got to the, the you know, the actual um, day of the final game, and we'd won, and it was 32 wins, 100 points, 106 goals. I was like, oh, my God, this is just unbelievable. I want to be able to create something very, very special for my fellow City fans. So I'll be honest with all of you that I overspect it. And the reason that I, I laugh that £200 for this watch, that, yeah, it does seem expensive. And I understand that for, you know, everybody, 200 quid is a lot of money, and I get that. But the fact is, if I put one of my brands on these, this watch, it'd be selling at four or 500 quid. Yeah. So I accept that, you know, I want to do something for the City fans. And what I thought is the maximum that we've offered, and this was really governed by City, where we offered 50 quid off. You can, get, you can get these watches in the City yeah, shop. Yeah, you? well, no, you can't get them in the City shop now. You can only buy them direct from us, which is winnerswatches.com. Right. You know? And um, also uh, on Instagram and Twitter, um, at Man City Watches. Um, but what I've done for all City fans is that we're going to offer now £65 discount, if that's all right with you, Cheesy, and we're going to give your own discount code. It's going to be Cheesy65. So it's very easy oh, to remember. That's not his age. Uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> cheesy65. And then also, because... And then basically, that'll take the £199 watch, you know, to £134, right? You're talking... Yes. Uh, and this is a commemorative watch, a limited edition. You know, it's celebrating the third championship win. And the thing is, being realistic... There's no other club that's ever going to get 100 points and 106 goals. So this is sort of one of those collector's pieces. Now, we um, not only will I offer the £65, and I'll set that up, you know, the minute that I leave here, that code for your listeners, but I also own a up-to-date, fully-signed, squad-signed shirt. And it's not framed at the moment, but what I'm willing to do for your listeners is that anybody that orders a watch between now and the end of April on winnerswatches.com, they will go into a draw to win this signed shirt. Not only will they win the signed shirt, but then they can decide how they want it framed. In the colour frame, they can have it in gold, silver, wood, pink and blue, whatever they want. And then we're going to get a plaque on there that will be to the person who's won it, and it will be something inscribed regarding their fun, you know, what their, what the club means to them. Um, and then I've also thought that, you know, I'm going to do a second prize. That wow. I'm very, very fortunate that I've um, got two tickets to the final of the FA Cup. So if City get to the FA Cup, whoever wins the, the second draw, 
they'll be coming to the FA Cup with me. And I'll tell you, that it's worth more a night out with me, really, than going to the <laughs> FA Cup final. But I've seen the way he dresses and folks, he really is. Oh, well, thank you very much for that. You know, but, you know, I, I've, been, I've been listening to everything that's been said and, you know, I, I, I fully um, appreciate that what I'll say about the players is that the human beings... And if you pick them with a pin, they're going to bleed, like all of us. Absolutely. And a lot of them are approachable, you know. And, you know, so if you do see them out, please go, go and say hello. Do you, do you deal with players then? I Sometimes. Mean, do, not, any, do any of them wear this sort of stuff? Uh, not necessarily the collector's pieces, but I do have um, a number of footballers that wear my branded items because I have uh, two brands, which is Bellagio and Pacioni watches. And I've got all walks of life from... Justin Timberlake to Sugar Ray Leonard that own my pieces. You know. And Ian Cheeseman. But yeah, Ian Cheeseman. <laughs> Cheese. It's the list, but, look at it. You know, the, the, the main thing and is... I'm assuming the prestige car repairs. Official supplier of watches. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll give, you, I'll give you a quick example. I, w- I was at the uh, Justin Timberlake gig in Manchester and, uh, you know, once again, very privileged to be invited backstage afterwards and we're all, like, chatting and the band are there and we're all having like, I turn over my shoulder and there's... Sergio Aguero. I was freaking out. He I was mean, there. I've got Justin yeah, Timberlake yeah. to my left, Aguero to my right. I was like, Aguero, whoa. It's got to so, be Aguero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife speaks fluent Spanish. My wife speaks fluent Spanish, so I was like, translate this, translate that, you know, and she was having a chat with him, you know, and all he was. You know, he speaks Portuguese, don't you? Well. Oh, no, it's Spanish. Spanish. No, it's Spanish. It's Spanish. It's Spanish. I'm thinking he's Argentinian then. But you know, but he, he came. He was very approachable, very nice guy, and he was having a, a wonderful time. But the the thing is, is that he was translating back in Spanish, like when the old Justin coming out because yeah. someone just <laughs> has to see me, and you're like, oh my god, you know. But you know, Justin Timberlake realizes he's this such a massive uh, god, and I think we're very blessed at City at the minute to have such amazing players and the number one manager in the world. It's just fantastic. Well, listen, what we'll do is we'll recap the offer that you've made, which is fantastic. What do you think of that? Really appreciate it. Yeah, unbelievable. So, as a listener of, of the Forever Blue podcast, basically, £200 watch, you're getting 65 quid off and you go into the draw for the, the signed shirt. Fully signed. And if City gets the FA Cup final, a ticket for the FA Cup final yeah, as well. Yeah, one ticket to join me. So well, man, that might under that might Free not. Yeah. You might be putting yeah. people off by saying that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So oh, I'll no, recap no, no. that at the, the end. Round London. Yeah. Obviously, you can pause this if you want the details, but we'll remind you at the end. So, so you can join in now, Mike, awesome. as a City Thank fan. You. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, one of the reasons why that subject even came up last week it was because we were talking about. You know, uh, we had Matty here, who's on the the sort of fans yeah, uh, committee. committee thing, yeah. and we were talking about you know things like food and drink and how all that works and the products that go into the to the shop. Um, so that that was why that happened. But we can talk about anything you want really now off the field. We talked a lot about beer pouring last week, and people yeah. said it was trivial. A lot of thing, a lot of people get very upset about the ticket distribution, and I know that's <clears> something <throat> you've talked about, yeah. Harlan, before. Yeah. Um, there is no solution to that. I mean, I don't want to talk now for 20 minutes about that, but it is still a subject that, that matters to people, and you two, particularly as the younger fans, yeah. it probably bugs more than anybody, does it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I saw a tweet on my way here, I can't actually remember who tweeted it out now, but somebody's tweeted something about three hours ago and it was actually to say that like we spoke about with Kevin Parker last year with regards to the Liverpool Champions League tickets that somebody's now is trying to flog Schalke away tickets mm. at, at, at ridiculous prices online 
And oh, the, I saw you up the eighteen ninety four group. I saw do a tweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were it, saying that ticket tickets were uh, available, which was great. They were reasonably priced and everything, but already they were available on Via Go Go. Um, well, these, these are all, like, all these other. These are even like the the Via Go Go ones. Are, from what I'm gathering, these are like really like far out websites that people are. Yeah, but they shouldn't even be on the Via Go Go site yet because they're still being offered out to play to 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 well, city this fans. This is what the tweet was about. That city fans aren't even. They shouldn't be they on any got access yet. to them yet. But isn't that isn't sites. that problem? I mean, I'm not trying to defend anybody. I, I, you know, my role is to ask questions, or that's how I see my role anyway, and to play devil's advocate. You, we mentioned Justin Timberlake before. You know, if you were a Justin Timberlake fan and you wanted to get a ticket. Then they go on sale at 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning and within two minutes, I know for a fact, I'm a bit of a Ricky Gervais fan, that when his tickets go on sale for his, his super nature, which he's advertising at the moment, two minutes later, they're all gone. Yeah. And then I see people tweeting him saying, how can it be right that now there is a secondary website that has loads of ticket availability, yet I can't get the tickets through the venue or so anywhere that's, else? That's the fans' fault, though. That's, that's our fault as a fan base because we we whoever it is with, with loads of points that I'd love to have is getting those tickets and then he's flogging them and they're, they're fans that's not the club's fault the club doesn't know whether I'm going to get my ticket or I'm going to and you can it, once you've got it you can do what it. you want with it yeah exactly like. so there's there's no unless there was some technology where you, you literally identify the, the exact person facial recognition you know we've not got that quite yet but who knows in the future no, you, you, you literally the ticket comes through you, you download it or whatever the club has no control where it goes so for me that that's not that's not the issue we'll be talking about for me it is you know where where do the tickets go and, and the point system um, how the point system is going to work yeah, going yeah. forwards is the main issue for me not the, the, the secondary side because that's something the club can't control like, um, so, so, something I've always thought, Ian, is that if you do go to every cup game in the, there should be like a League Cup loyalty scheme and an FA Cup loyalty scheme. Mm. So that if you've been to every round of that cup competition, yeah. whether it be at home or away, if you've been to every home game or and you've been to both home and away, and use your Not ticket, just bought a ticket, yeah, you've you, you got to use your ticket, it, yeah. then you, 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 you go into a, like a category of people that get offered the cup final tickets as well as yeah. the people that have got all the loyalty points. That way then, it's not an issue of whether you went to Main Road or not. It's more a case of did you did you go to that competition throughout all the rounds and therefore warrant a ticket to the final so you can complete your but six rounds of the FA Cup. How do you measure that? Because you've already said, you know, apart from facial recognition and obviously yeah. saying that as a as a bit of a joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, turn your phone off there. Um, it was me watch. But but somebody said to me this week because there was a, a revelation, or maybe it wasn't a big revelation to some people, that the average age of city fans is higher than it is to everybody else. And yeah. somebody actually told me, and I find this hard to believe, that the average age was fifty-eight. This is of city season ticket holders. So I, I questioned that, and so I talked to a few city fans who said to me, Well, that won't be a real figure. The reason why that number is so high is because there are lots of city season ticket holders whose parents or whatever have passed on and then they use the seat and still have it in the family, but it's still registered because, and I don't know if this is true or not, city won't allow that you to take over your dad's season ticket or whatever. If you gave them the death certificate... You can transfer it over. I, I don't know, know the answer to this, so yeah, I'm not pretending I know the answer. But you can't. Yeah, but yeah. without a death certificate, you can't transfer. It's like my granddad wanted to take yeah, over his friend's season ticket because he lost his. He wanted to take over his season card because my granddad's friend Sid lost his eyesight, 
my granddad wanted his seat because he'd been going on Sid's ticket and paying him face value for it for the season because he couldn't go because his wife was really ill. She had cancer, unfortunately. Um, and then my granddad wanted to, to transfer it over to his name and City wouldn't allow him to do it. But, so he's had, he would have Without knowing the ins and outs of it, I'm certainly not meaning this as a criticism of the club. I'm, <clears> I'm asking this question and bringing up this subject yeah. probably to illustrate as much as anything how complex yeah. and how difficult it is to actually sort this issue out. You have to go on a waiting list otherwise. So my granddad would have had to apply for a new think, one. Because that's, that's home tickets, then you've got the away tickets issue, then you've got the cup final tickets. If City were to get to the Champions League final, you know that even though the Atletico Madrid holds... 60, 70, 80,000, whatever it is, they'll, they'll be less than that, Adam. It'll probably be less than that. Mm. And everybody will want to go. Everybody will want to go because City have never been in a Champions League final. Yeah. How on earth do the club sort that out? So I wouldn't will, like will, to be in that role. ticket points, but for me, me as, a, as a younger fan, obviously, I feel a bit, bit hard done by It's going to take me about, I've worked out about 40 years before I get a ticket to United away, just going to as many games as possible. Yeah, but then... Um, yeah, but then Everyone else has gone up 40 years, so you're still not going to get there, are you? Yeah, that's a good point because then people will pass you know, you yeah, never exactly it's, it's, so. it's, it's, Yeah, eventually, that's why I feel. Well, like I, the best go on then, Adam, how do you solve it? And this isn't a so flippant... I would have a, a five year refresh, so every five years it, it comes back to zero, yeah. mm-hmm. and then from then on, um, you, you start again because we can't have people, you know, just because they went to games in 2003, they can go to games in 2021. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's a really difficult way of putting it, especially with the, the age of fans. We want to promote young fans coming into the club and create, create an atmosphere for the club as well. You know, we know, that, we know that the most vocal fans are those between 18 and 30, and that's not our major, majority fan base, so therefore we're not going to have the greatest atmosphere. And also we want to make sure we have that next generation of fans, not just next generation of fans across the world, we need next generation of fans in Manchester. In the, in the, in the ground. Yeah, and in the ground. And you're not going to do that if you're not going to be able to get to away games. I'd love to go to as many I away games. I, I, was, I, mean, a lot. I can only go away in the cups because you, it goes down to, you know, season card holders. Obviously, you've got all the games. So, I might be wrong here, but the games I go to, I probably go to Tennessee's and away games. I see loads of young kids there, I call them, you know, in the early 20s. I see a lot of young kids at these away games. A lot of people sort of my age are saying... How are these getting yep. them? T- yeah. How are they getting the tickets? That's so, just saying them all. I assume you know, so, passing somewhere. You know, somebody's getting them these tickets. Somebody's getting these tickets. See, so again, that's a fan. That's a fan base problem because the people who are you know your age, maybe who don't want to go, will buy the ticket anyway because mm. they know they're available and hand them to the son or hand yeah, them to yeah. the mate's son. And again, that's a problem inside our own fan base. We should be looking at each other and going, "Why is he here?" You know, mm. we, you know, and having a word with each other and going, why, why are you buying a ticket just to mm. give it to someone else? Well, yeah. actually, there's a guy who's been going for the last however many years and has got how many points uh, and, and hasn't been able to get it. And you've bought it and yeah. you give it to someone who's never been yeah. away again. The Champions the League's going to be a nightmare. Not be at, the, at we'll some be, point, we are going to get to a final. We'll get to a final, yeah. And, it will, and there's going to be so, so, be. so many people Imagine what that that go go. that don't go to that game. Yeah. Mike, as a non-podcaster, Mike, you're listening to all this. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are your observations? Well, my observation on... Uh, I also um, uh, work with uh, UEFA. I do, uh, there's only my company and Hublot that are licensed to create Champions League watches and Europa League. And the one thing that I have learned is that every Champions League game, the allocation of tickets is really, I believe, it's the same for home and away, but then you've got sponsors. So you've got all the major sponsors of Champions League and you've got the 
the employee, let's call it, that they get an allocation of tickets and they give them to their, um, obviously, their customers, etc. And that's really Champions League. I don't think it's very fair that, you know, uh, City fans that, you know, want to go to the away games, they can't get the tickets. And I do agree with you that it, it should be, you know, be changed. But I think that City need to start recognising the fans that are hardcore, that are going to the, all the away games. And I think that it needs to be sort of done more as a, a draw type thing to create a bit of like a, a ballot, yeah. Like you know, I'm lucky enough to get to an away game. But if you remember that there was one stage where, you know, if you had Bolton away, you'd be lucky to get 100, 200, 300 City fans there, really. Mm. You know, and it wasn't far to go. So some of the people at City still have that mentality, you know. But yeah, the, the, the ticket side, I've actually mentioned to them that you know the reselling has got to stop, and the one way to do that is really. When someone's ticket's printed off, it has the name on it. So mm. you literally then then you have to show your ID. You yeah. know, there's a lot of West End shows now. Uh, without going off the subject, that basically you cannot attend that show if you've not got a ticket with your name and your card because you that got, it absolutely and yeah. it completely um, uh, obliterates anyone any touts. They do that at gigs as well. No Gallagher's yeah. quite prolific doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours has to turn up your ID because yeah. they he wants to stop it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been lucky enough to go to a World ID, Cup so. a couple of times to games, and they've been hard on that as well. Yeah. That you know, I've I've had a match ticket for a World Cup game that has my name on it because yeah. I've won it in the ballot or whatever. Yeah. And without the ID, in theory, yeah. don't get in. The trouble is, when it came to the actual game, the actual turnstile, so they didn't ask for the ID. So that, it's, that, that also creates that. another yeah. layer of, yeah, yeah. of, of yeah. problem, doesn't it? But the because fact that they might ask means you're less likely, exactly. you're less likely like, to buy it, because you, if you buy it, then you're like, oh, what are you going to let me in? the risk is involved. It's the same as buying a ticket yeah, on a Metrolink, isn't it? You know, you, you, you run the risk of, you know, if you don't get a ticket, if the inspector, you, I've never had an inspector on. Oh, I have. That one time. I haven't. Yeah, that one time when you don't I've buy a ticket. Bought the a ticket. Wrong, yeah. I've always bought a ticket, but there's that one time you don't buy a ticket and you expect it. And, you know, so it's the thought that it's there. Yeah. Mm. It's a, it's a, it is happening, though, that year. Obviously, like, for example, my mate Danny, I think you've met Danny on a, on a few occasions at City Games that he's come to with me. Uh, his uncle's a, a massive City fan and he was brought up around Main Road, Danny. Um, even though he's a red, he won't mind me saying that. But he's more a Bolton fan than a red anyway. But moving on anyway, he, um, he That's said even that. worse. <laughs> he said. He, 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 he said. He's confused. He said that his uncle um, used to be able to, um, well, still, 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 sometimes gets offered tickets now, and he hasn't been to a game for a long time, uh, and he still gets offered the, the the Champions League games and stuff like that, the away games and stuff, and because of his his ticket points being. At a ridiculous level, yeah. Um, and obviously, Danny even said to me. Obviously, he wasn't going to defend that. Danny even said to me, "I feel terrible for you, Alan, that you can't get a ticket for certain games, but my uncle would get offered it, even though he's not been to a game for a certain amount of time. Obviously, because of certain things that mm -hmm. happened in his life and stuff. But mm -hmm. it, it just that's where that that balance just yeah. doesn't feel. That's, that's where a refresh would just work. doesn't feel right. Not, yeah. not, yeah. not for a few games. You refresh it, zero points. Or there's a list of the City fans and it goes down, right, you're allocated for this away game, you're allocated mm. for that. Yeah. And it just yeah. rotates. United, I think United do that, don't they? United yeah, they do have a ballot. Yeah. The only yeah. thing, I, w I would defend this because obviously as I've been a die-hard fan who's gone home and away all my life, um, at, although I've worked in the media so it doesn't directly apply to me, there are pals of mine who have gone even longer than me and... If their their if their only way of getting a ticket was in a ballot, having spent 
committed 50 years of their life to go into every single game. And you might say that's a small percentage, but there are a group of those who are like that, who I see at away games all the time, who are there at every single one. Wouldn't that be unfair to take that away from them? I know what you're saying about getting younger ones involved. I know what you're saying about not wanting these points to pile up forever and a day. So I can see both sides of the argument. But equally, it would break my heart to see one of those fans who's who's gone for... 50 years and, and has have planned their whole life basically around around going to games suddenly now going well you've got to, you're in a ballot mate well, and you'll miss that one don't they have a season they've had, they've had a good few years though don't they have a season so you've got no years. sympathy for them then I do, have, I do have sympathy but equally you know is a season ticket for them though if you've it's like gold platinum and then superbia yeah, was the one it doesn't, doesn't really exist they, anymore. Not not exist well. anymore if you pay an extra 50 quid you get double double your points yeah that's wrong so that's that's wrong because yeah. just you have to get offered superbia though don't you don't the club offer you superbia at one time anybody can like, think you, you can't buy it, it can no you no yeah. possibly not well in that case then it's a simple one that because you get lifetime membership then or something if you've been coming that long that should be awarded and you should get a, you know, all right, not like a lifetime. Like got yeah, but back, you know, like you know. a season ticket, that basically, you know, because there's not going to be thousands of them, is there? No, true. You know, there might be a couple of hundred, say. Well, if that's the case, they, they're they in a separate thing and they get... Probably Maybe it's, now, it's, hard, it's hard to prove that he's been there how, for how long, you know, tickets, you know. I could probably happened. identify them all, to be fair. Yeah, well, just hire you, Ian. He's been there for four years. You just look around this room and you better see which one's been here the most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, listen, uh, that's where we're going to stop for this week. Uh, we've talked about the football, obviously. I'll just briefly say that uh, next up for City is, of course, uh, the Burton game. 9-0 advantage. Um, what, what sort of team are you expecting in that game? Because obviously there's a checker trade trophy on the Tuesday night at Sunderland, which is the under twenty ones, and I know Pep wanted to sort of play some of the youngsters in that game. Now he's had to choose one or the other. Do you put out? I mean, didn't De Bruyne? Wasn't he quoted as saying he wants to play in every game? So do yeah, you play De Bruyne at Burton? Do you play De Bruyne at I Burton? Wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Ri- I wouldn't risk anyone because you know if if De Bruyne plays half an hour, gets injured, he's out for three or four months at the end of the season. You think? God, that was a bit of a risk, wasn't it? Why are we doing that? I think we've already won the game. Who yeah. cares? I what think it was risk. Put this, me out. This I'll, is I'll, the I'll, million dollar you question. Put the under 21s out, though, Burton. Do you not, is it not even a vaguest possibility that Burton no. could, could absolutely it's batter? They're not going to beat us no. over 9 0. They might they, beat us. Beat this us goes back to the Basel game, the win in the Champions League, doesn't it? I still want to win every single football match. I, I don't care less than win or not. So you don't mind. I don't care. We're already in the final. 5 0 defeat. I don't care. You 5 0 defeat, you're not bothered on Wednesday. Don't care. You are. I think mentality-wise, it's a loss in in a, in, a, in a decent run, and I think a loss is a loss no matter I what. See, where, where are you on this? Yeah, I, 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 I'm on the fence basically. I think, <laughs> no, I think we can put a decent B team out without putting a load of kids in there. We put can some, put a decent you know, like, B put, team put out. Put <laughs> it's mint that, isn't it? Yeah. A strong B the team. B like, team. We put got a B one of them team out. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I agree. I think that I think it'd be nice to have a mixture between you know the young youngsters yeah. and the older lot, and like give them a bit of a run out, you know, and then also make it a little bit fairer. What I did like after the last game when it was nine nil, is Pep went out on the field as he always does, and yeah. he shook everyone's hand, and then he went straight over to the goalkeeper. 
class. Or, you know, it's class. Class is the class. word. Yeah, you know, he he's just classy, you know, and what he would have said to him, and I believe it's something along the lines, "Don't worry, the next game I'm going to make sure I've got some of the younger kids out." <laughs> yeah. <Do> you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but you just don't know. But you know, I, I think that there's no way that we can lose it. So there's no harm, like just no, just get that on tape, you know, Mike. There's no way we can lose. <laughs> yeah, like, I will guarantee like that. You know, if if we do lose, it can I have one of you. Yes, yeah, you can. That's all for you. If we do rest players, I think we can take a lot of comfort from the fact that when we did go to play Rochdale the other week in the under twenty ones, we were two 0 down in that game and we ended up winning four two. I think that that character and that 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 never say die attitude and that um, you know we, you know. We, we don't lose faith at, at, at no level now. I think that it runs right from the top, right to the it's very bottom. It's in the bottom. DNA now. It's in it? the DNA yeah, that we we'll fight to the, the end. end. And I think that even if the kids can believe in that, even if we were to go one rail down at Burton, the kids would have more than enough in their armoury to maybe pull that back. But if it's you, who cares? When I look, we're already in the final. And Eric Garcia has got a player for me as well. I'm just going to throw it out there because yeah. I think that kid is going to be unbelievable. Be and Ian, for you, um, if, 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 if he end up, well, if he does end up turning into a wonderful centre half, he might take Stones' position, which might give you a bit of a... Yeah, he might be um, happy with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Misquoted here. Misquoted. Right, listen. I'm only kidding. <laughs> right, listen. Thanks very much to uh, Holiday Inn for uh, their hospitality. Thanks very much to D&W Cars of Castleton, who uh, are supporting this podcast all the way through to the eighth end of the season. I really appreciate it. Thanks to the three of you. Um, also, I want to say that I'd, I'd tweeted out a couple of weeks ago that um, Roy Bailey, who used to be physio at City was going to come on a podcast that's just been postponed it hasn't been cancelled it's been postponed and as I sit here now I'm hoping fingers crossed that schedules work out that Andy Morrison is going to be with us on our next podcast which is next week Um, (laughs) but final thank you is to Mike now Mike as I said explained before you've not listened all the way through what how can you not listen all the way through Um, Mike did and he heard the podcast last week Heard me talking about the watch that I'd got off, off a friend of mine and has come up with this amazing offer. It's still it's still quite an expensive watch, but it's it's good. I've got to say, it's yeah. a fantastic watch. Well, it's available in all steel or with a leather strap. The all steel normally is £240. With £65 off, that's going to be £185. The leather strap is £200. £65 off, that's £135. But what's more, I'm going to offer a signed shirt that whoever buys a watch between now and the end of April will go into the draw and um, in fact we'll probably get you to draw it cheesy so you know that everything's allowed it's winnerswatches.com uh, cheesy65 is the discount code to get you £65 is that off. with an E after the S as well? no, C-H-E-E-S-Y Y. 65 65 not his edge I'll yeah. tweet it out this yeah. as well that'd be um, and you know there'll be a second draw that if City make it to the FA Cup final, someone will be able to join me at the final, all expenses paid. But don't worry, if you've got to put it up with him, just look the other way. You know, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you've got to look at it. That, He'll dazzle you know, with his watch. Really, for 135 quid now, buying a watch, you could have the opportunity to win a, a priceless signed shirt and FA Cup final. The thing is, that's an investment, isn't it, man? It is. Do you know it, what I mean? And, and, and you can pass that down generations to your kids. It's a collectible of the future, yeah. You know, I mean, there's no other team that I can see in my lifetime that's going to get 32 wins, 100 points and 106 goals. Boom. What I'll do is I'll do a little video with uh, Mike when we finished, which shows you the watch and you can see. And then if you if you want to, to buy one of these watches, 
you're in the draws. So thanks very much, no, Mike. My pleasure. It's, it's appreciated that, that you've listened yeah. and that you've reacted to it. That's one listening we've got, then. Yeah, we've yeah, got one. Hey, so if anybody else is listening who's got these products and we're yeah, talking yeah. about them, then yeah. contact me, you know, to get in contact. I like leather jackets. <laughs> Ferraris, I'm into yeah. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, thanks very much. Uh, and we'll do another podcast this time next week, hopefully with uh, Andy Morrison. <laughs>